Good morning. It is good to see everybody here this morning. It's a good day to be in church. It's a day that the Lord has made, a day that we can rejoice and be glad in it. It is good to see this many people here this morning on this great, beautiful Mother's Day. And we just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers this morning. We do this every year. Yes, it is a tradition in most churches in America. But it's necessary so that we can show you how much you are appreciated because mothers don't get appreciated enough. I can tell you this. I didn't catch that comment. What was that comment? That's right. I've got two grandsons, and I keep them from time to time. I'll keep them two or three hours, four hours, and that's a lot. And I just don't know how my daughter can do what she does. But I know she's got, she's got a husband. But I know how she does it. It's because she is a mother. And she has to do it. She wants to do it. That's what she is supposed to do. And that's what we're going to do today is thank our mother. So if you are a mother in the church today, if you are an adoptive mother, if you are a foster mother, if you are a visiting mother here today to be with your uh, children, we want you to all come up front and line up across this stage so that we can give you the, the uh, thank you that you so richly deserve. Mark, how about doing me a favor, and when they get lined up, get me a count. Okay, mothers, I've got the microphone. <laughs> Congregation, take a look around and look at all the mothers that we have in this place today. Let's give them a hand. My youth helpers, you can go ahead and get started passing those things out. Church, let me just say this. What you see up here is a visual representation of what sacrifice is. Jesus Christ sacrificed for the world and mothers sacrificed for their children and for their families. I know how much I've watched my daughter sacrifice her time and, and things of that nature. I've watched my wife raise our daughter. I've watched my mama raise me and my brothers. 
By the way, where is my mama at today? My mama's with me today. And church, we need to remember that if that you only get one mama. You only get one mama. We are thankful for stepmothers and all the other mothers, but you understand what I'm trying to say there. I'm not trying to slight anyone in any way, but there's something about a mama uh, that you can't ignore. God loves us so much, he gave Jesus Christ to, to, to die for us, and I cannot believe that there's not a single mother around this congregation who... Uh, doesn't have the same love for their children that Jesus Christ had for the church. They would give their life for their children. And that's a lot that has to be said about mothers. So I want to take the time along with the rest of this congregation to thank you for, for being the mothers that you are, not only to your children, but uh, sometimes you have to be a mama to your husbands. Uh, <laughs> You hear that, Charles? <laughs> I know, I'm telling on myself. We've got them so we've got so many here this morning, they're two and three deep up here. If we've stretched them out, they'd probably go around the back wall as well. So we've got a lot of mothers, and they're needed in the church. They're not only needed in the home, they're needed in the church. They're needed in the Sunday school classes, they're needed in I don't mean this bad. They're needed in the kitchen because Lord knows I can't cook. But mothers, you're needed. So don't ever forget that. And see, right now, that child needs a mother. <laughs> but that baby will be okay. That baby will be okay. So mothers, you have been given... Church, they've been given this little pouch, and inside that pouch, it's just a little lip balm, and there's a, a scripture card in there. And I know all you mothers are wondering, well, what are we going to get? How do I know if I have won? Well, you're going to get a gift card to one of two places, and I want you to look at that card, and if your card has a Yellow sticker, you are a winner. Yellow sticker. Belt or bath body, bath and body. Yeah, you can. Oh, we got one right here in front of us. Either one, either one. Over here, okay. Miss Mitzi. I'll bring it to you, Miss Mitzi. Is there yeah, one Miss more? Molly. Way up. Molly. Yeah. I'll bring it to you, Molly. So, mothers, if you didn't win, there's always next year. <laughs> but I'm sure you got something from your children, from your husband. Uh, so be thankful for that. Uh, and we just want to say thank you again. Where's the pastor at? Pastor? Would you mind taking the time to pray over our mothers and bless them today? All 120 of them. Oh, wow. wow. That's a church by itself. Ladies, happy Mother's Day. 
Let me hear everybody shout, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. You all are awesome. I say amen to everything Sandy has said. Would you mind standing in the, in the uh, congregation today in awe and reverence and appreciation to the gifts of God that he's blessed us with? Father, we thank you today for mothers. And it'd be easy for us to say who are here with our mothers and our mothers that are not here. It'd be easy for us to say jokingly, I wouldn't be here without you. Truth is, biologically, that's a fact. But Lord, also what our mothers have poured into us today over our lives, we wouldn't be here because our lives are a product of choices. We are not made up of luck or coincidence. We believe in the providence of God. We also believe in the fact that God gives us the free will to make choices. Lord, I pray for mothers that are up here today that are missing children because their children have passed. We pray for grieving hearts. Lord, we pray for people that are up here today, these mothers that stand that their mothers have already gone on into eternity. God, we pray the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep and guard their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There are a whole lot of ramifications, Lord God, today that Mother's Day can bring emotions and feelings. And we want to be aware of them all, Lord. But when the, when the bottom line is all said and done, we are grateful today that we can celebrate these mothers that you have blessed us with. And we consider them blessings indeed. So God, I speak over them today in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would make them healthy and wealthy and wise in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray your Holy Spirit refresh them, renew them, and we thank you for blessing us with them in our lives. Some of them stand up here today, not only as biological mothers, but as spiritual mothers. And we thank you. They stand up as mother figures because not only have they raised their kids, they reached out to kids in the neighborhood. They reached out to kids that were in need and they brought them in and took them under their wing and nurtured them as well. God, we thank you for these awesome mothers today. Hallelujah, praise God, and amen. Congregation, would you give the Lord a praise today? So, mothers, you can, you can go ahead and have your seat, and I hope all your husbands are going to take you out today. My, let, me, let me say this. Uh, my, my mama wanted to know where we were going, and I wanted to know why she wasn't going to cook for me and my brother. <laughs> and she said she wasn't cooking because it was her day. So, And who do I give this to? Priest of praise, if you'll come up, they are ready to get started.
can we do that? Come on, can we lift up a shout of praise today? Come on, he deserves it today. Come on, lift up a shout of praise. Shout out to God with a voice of triumph. Come on, there is joy in this house. There is joy in this place in the name of Jesus. As I was preparing this week and listening to these songs when they sent out the list, House of the Lord, the song, the, the, we kept, I kept singing that song of joy, joy, joy. And I work with children a, a lot, so the, a, a lot of times the first songs that come to my mind are children's songs. But I've at there the past couple weeks and just things I've had to remind myself that I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my Come on, you know it. Down in my heart. Down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay, cause I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my H-E-A-R-T, and I'm so happy, so very happy. Of Jesus in my heart, and one more. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart. To say, come on, come on. There's joy in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, we trade our sorrow for joy today. Come on, sometimes we just have to speak to ourselves and say, Self, I'm going to get up and praise you today. I bring a sacrifice of praise to you today. Hallelujah. Come on, anything is possible with him today. Hallelujah. It's possible. It's possible. 
you sing out.
Let's just wait on the Lord for just a moment. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Come on, just let a new song of worship come out of you. Let the Lord burst something that comes out with your voice. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Nothing on the screen what's coming out of your heart today. What is the Holy Spirit of God bringing out of your soul today? Hallelujah. What is the Holy Spirit birthing in you today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Surely, Lord God, we are all struck before you. We do stand amazed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit of God. We ask you to do in this place and in this people right now what only you can do. Bring conviction to the lost. Bring salvation to the lost. Bring healing to the sick right now. Come on, church. Let's just take a moment. We're just going to press in for a moment right now. And let a transaction from heaven be manifest in this place. People that are watching online, that it would happen even in your room, your motel room, hospital room, bedroom, your den, your workplace, your motor vehicle while you're driving down the road today. Hallelujah. We welcome that healing for the sick right now. For you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord, our healer. You can do creative miracles. You can make new parts of bodies appear. Lord, we lift up little Israel Murphy to you right now, God. We ask you to finish that good work that you begun in that baby with his heart. Do, God, we thank you for what the surgeons and the doctors and the technicians and the nurses can do. But we thank you also for that which only you can do. Hallelujah. With Danica Thompson, Lord God, we continue to lift her up before you. We ask you the same as baby Israel. We thank you for what doctors and technology. We thank you for all of the medical science, but we ask you to do that which only you can do. For those that are here in this building right now, we ask you to do that which only God can do right now. Hallelujah. To hearts, to minds, we rebuke arthritis right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, she condolable, she Come on, somebody, help me for a minute. 
We believe in the supernatural spirit of God. This is a Pentecostal church. We believe the Holy Spirit inhabits the praises of his people. you got need in your body right now, I just want you to lay your hands on it. Just say, Lord, I pray for my healing right now. I don't care if you prayed for it for 295,000 million times before. I'm believing right now in an atmosphere like this, this is where your breakthrough comes from. Hallelujah. 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 We believe that God is faithful. Yes, son, for those who need provision today, I declare over your life, he is Jehovah Jireh. I command anxiety and fear to leave your heart and mind today. And we pray that in the mouth of the Lord, his provision shall be seen. Hallelujah. For those that are discouraged and came in this building on this campus, for those of you that are online that are watching, discouraged or depressed right now, I pray the power of the Holy Spirit just put an IV of courage in your spirit, man, right now and put it on fast drip. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Be strong and of a good courage. Who in here is the Lord speaking to on that right now? Come on, who in here has been discouraged? Who in here, you've been so discouraged, you've been fighting off pure depression. But right now, I declare your liberty. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Somebody for just a moment, just lift your hands and lift your voice to the Lord for a moment right now. For a moment right now. For a moment right now. We've got needs. It's good to have my little brother, Marcus Pravat. Mark's with us today in Michelle's home. Mark, come on up here, man. Mark's going to lead us in prayer over these prayer needs. I have added to the list uh, the families of the two young men who were killed. Uh, in an incident yesterday evening, uh, Pastor Paul told me there are three still in critical condition, two in critical condition. So let's remember these families. Mark, I'm just going to let you lift that before the Lord. Y'all show Mark some love. Welcome home, brother. Dear gracious and wonderful, mighty Heavenly Father, God, we come to you today, Father God, on behalf of these knees that are in my sheet, in my hand right now, Father. And, Father God, although these needs may be great, I know that you are a great God. I know that there is no God like my God. There is no God like my God. So, Father God, I pray and ask that right now in the name of Jesus. If they're in hospital rooms, Father God, I pray and ask your supernatural Holy Spirit will penetrate that room, Father God. I pray and ask that you will wrap them in your arms, Father God, right now. Lord, I pray and ask that, Father God, those who are sick and those who are afflicted, Father God, you, you are the God who heals. You are the God who restores, Father God. So, Father, right now, I lift these sheets up to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I give these sheets to you, Father God, and I walk away because I know that we know in your hands there is no need that cannot be met. So, Father God, I just lift them up to you right now. And, Father, I pray and ask that right now. 
for the spirit of depression that is among the place, Father. God, just sweep through this place, Father God. Wrap them in your bosom right now in the name of Jesus. Depression must die in the presence of the Holy One. Depression must die in the presence of the Holy Master. Father God, those who have anxiety, Father God, I lift you up right now. And Father, I pray that you wrap your arms around them, Father God, and let them know that you are in control, that you got this, that the Bible says to fear not and to worry not, Father God, because you've got this. So Father, right now, right now we lift these up to you and we give them to you. We lay them at your throne, Father God. We have entered into the gates of thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, and we lay them at your feet, knowing that they shall be met. Now, Father, I pray and ask that you bless this house today, Father God. I pray that your presence, your very residue of your Holy Spirit will rest on this house. Those knees that are not on this sheet, Father God, meet them at the point of their knee, Father. God, I pray and ask that we lift you up, lift each and every person up today, Father God. Let your presence rest on them today, and as they leave out, let no person leave here like they came in Jesus' name. God, we give you glory, we give you praise, and all the honor. And the church said... And the church said, Amen. With all faith and assurance, Amen. With confidence, Amen. With boldness, Amen. In faith, they said, Amen. Just, I, I want to address something very quickly. I keep sensing the Holy Spirit drawing me to speak against discouragement and depression. And folks, I want to tell you something. Depression, there, there are physical ramifications in your body that can lead to that. But oftentimes there are also situations that the enemy will manipulate your emotions, your soul, the seed of your emotions. He will manipulate you to try to pull you down in depression. We as a church are still grieving losing Pastor Blease. We as a family are still grieving losing, losing Pastor Blease. Dory, I saw you. I don't know where you went, but you're here. You, you've lost a child. We've got other folks in here that have lost loved ones. And I see, I'm looking across here by the Spirit of God. I'm just calling out what I see. A lot of you are, have been just hit. It's been hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And, and you're you're bewildered, not in a good way, but in the, in a negative sense. This stuff you just have personally. You in the dark moment, you have said, "God, how much more do you think I can take?" But I want to remind you, one of the names of God is Adonai, the Sovereign Controller. And I want to tell you today, God is in charge. He has not forgotten you I'm going to say it again he has not forgotten you the dust has not settled on his promise of Romans 8 28 and we know that all things work together all things work together pardon my French but they may hurt like hell in the process I mean, literally, it's like hell is throwing everything at you it can. But I'm going to tell you what. God will take every one of those things that you have been facing. 
He's going to turn it around for your good. He's going to bring you through this season. You're going to be a better man and a better woman than you are. I'm telling you, you better hear me by the word of the Lord. I am prophetically speaking over you. When you come out of this season and into the next season, the next chapter of your life, when this chapter comes to an end, you're going to shake yourself and you're going to bristle up and you're going to be like, I am stronger than before I started. I am wiser before I started. My faith is greater. My hope is greater. My confidence is greater. And this one thing I sen- I keep sensing the Holy Spirit speak to me up here. You ready for this? My joy. My joy. My joy is greater. Come on, somebody. And the last time I checked in the Bible, you know what it says? The joy of the Lord is my strength. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. Jesus said, Jesus said, rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life that is written in heaven. Have I got anybody saved in here today? You know your name's written in heaven. I want you to make a joyful noise to the Lord. Woo! If you're in one of those seasons and you just received the word of the Lord, not the word of Tim Hodge, you received the word of the Lord. Now, I need you to do a circle right there where you are. I need you to find about five people. I need you to high five them and say, my chapter is going to change. My chapter is going to change. My chapter is going to change. The page is about to turn. The page is about to turn. The page is about to turn. neighbor tell him happy mother's day and you can be seated mr Lockie, you want to get that that uh slide up slide show up for pastor michael y'all show pastor michael some love while he's coming up this morning
Jesus had to say. If it's from me, says God, I want you well. I want you successful. I want you to be everything that I have designed you to be. There is no Pharaoh and there's no shadow of turning in me. I am God, and besides me, there is none other. And I will perform my word in your life, says God. Thank God for his word today. Amen. Has God been good to anybody? Amen, amen. It looks good in here this morning. Look to your neighbor and say, you look good. And if you see a mother, you look good, Miss Deity. Charles, not so much. Sorry. If you see a mother, near you get, tell them, I appreciate you, Mom. Amen, amen. Today we honor our mothers. Today and every day, we should love our mothers every day and appreciate them for what they do for us. Amen? Well, welcome to Northview Harvest Ministries. I tell you, it is good to be a part of what God is doing here at Northview. Would you agree? Well, that was about 15 people. I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing here at Northview. Amen? God is good to us. If it is your first time here today, whether you're visiting, whether you're here with your, your children or your mother, uh, we welcome you today. And if you did get a bulletin, uh, the mushers hand you out as they come into the door. On the very back part of the bulletin, there is a first-time attenders form. If you would be so kindly to fill that form out for us, we have a gift for you. Everybody likes gifts, right? If it's free, it's for me, amen. Don't act like y'all, uh, don't even act like that. No, amen. But we have a gift for those if it is your first time here. If you haven't been here in a while, uh, it is good to have you back home. Uh, once you come more than one time, you are at home. You're at home. So back here, when you go out the back door, there's a, a desk up front. We have a gift for you uh, to just say we appreciate you, have some information for you, uh, and we want to bless you today. Uh, no corporate prayer tonight or worship tonight. Spend time with your mother. Spend time with your family. Um, today, youth fundraiser, we have a bake sale after church. I think they have tables set up there uh, out in the foyer. Uh, this proceeds going towards the youth department. Be a blessing. If you don't like sweets, buy for somebody else. But everybody in here loves sweets. You look at me, you can tell me I like sweets too, amen? We want to be a blessing to our youth. I tell you what, youth ministry is something that is absolutely good ground to sow into. Because if we don't grab our hold of our youth, the world will. If we don't grab hold of them, the world will. And also, this Wednesday before church, if you come back Wednesday night, uh, come here about from 545 to 645, they will have a hot dog dinner. Good old church hot dog. Before church this Wednesday, the 17th, 5.45 to 6.45. And again, all those proceeds go towards our youth department. Um, also, next Sunday, we will be recognizing our teachers and nurses. How many teachers and nurses do we have in here? Amen, amen. Let's give them a quick hand, amen. Amen. We are grateful for our teachers and our nurses. Our nurses. Um, you guys are, are, are still really the hands and feet of Jesus, especially the nurses at the hospital and the teachers are, are pouring into our kids each and every day and also our teachers here at the church that are pouring into our kids each and every day at this time are you ready to give yeah. amen it's, it's a pleasure and a joy to be able to give to the lord amen so as our ushers are coming forth and uh, if you need a tithing envelope just slip your hand up right quick uh, they will give that to you um, if you need an offering envelope our wonderful ushers will serve you
this time we're going to stand. Give our ushers a chance to run back up to the front. And there are many ways for us to give here at Northview. You can give on push pay, give in cash. We also have a drop box there at the back door. Uh, that Ms. Wanda and Ms. Chris, they will, they will grab your offering if you leave it in the drop box uh, online or however you want to give here in your house. But we appreciate your giving. Uh, the Lord is, has really blessed our house here, and, 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 and God is going to continue because we confessed it. And we're going to do our confession in a minute. But I'm thankful that when we open our mouth and begin to speak the word of God over our family, over our finances, over our bodies, for healing in our body, for whatever the situation is, God hears the word that we speak over our body. So at this time, would you come and, and give to the Lord? Children's Church, Miss Mandy is right over here at the door. You guys can go ahead and scoot that way. Miss Mandy will take care of you, all of our children. Great job, guys. Good job. Amen, amen. Thankful for our babies. Can you imagine having 30 in one room? Well, that's what they're about to deal with. Amen. We are grateful for them. Hey, Tyler, if you'll pull up the, the confession, uh, pull up back up the confession for us. There we go. How many believe that the spoken word of God works? 
I am evidence of this right here. God, I, I, can't, I can't begin to just tell you what God has done, but God is good. God is good. And I want us to say this together. You ready? One, two, three. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Next slide. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs. I may have more than enough to give to the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And again, we say this as, as Pastor Bleas as, as I begin to, to share this into us. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. In the name of Jesus and on the authority of God's holy word. And let's stretch your hands before we, as we bless this offering. Father, we thank you today, God, for what you have done, Lord, what you are going to continue to do in this house, God. We are thankful for faithful givers, God. Those that give not because they have to, God, but that because they want to, God. They want to give and to honor you and your word. We honor your tithe, God. Your tithe, God, and we honor these offerings, God, that, that you have blessed us with, the excess that you have blessed us with, God. And we declare, again, uh, there is abundance in this house. There is abundance in Northview, God. There is abundance in every house and every person that give in this offering, God. And even those that may not have had to give this morning, God, there is abundance in every house that is associated with Northview. And we declare that over every person here today, God. And we are thankful, God, that you are the God of more than enough. God, when you do things, you don't do it half-heartedly, God. But yet you do it with everything with a part of your being, God. And God, you bless us tremendously. And God, we just want to give back a portion, God, of what you have done. And God, we give it and we declare that you do with, what it, with, with it what you want to do, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said. Amen and amen. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Anybody else excited about what the Lord is doing in your life? Well, that's kind of semi-weak. What about the rest of y'all? Anybody else excited about what the Lord is doing in your life? Happy Mother's Day again. And today, you're going to have a special treat. It is my pleasure to introduce to you our speaker for today. Are you ready for this? Because today, we are blessed to have two of the greatest mothers on the planet are going to bring to you the word of the Lord so I would like for you to stand and let's welcome Pastor Kim Hodge and Pastor Joyce Blees to the pulpit. They're going to tag team bringing the word of the Lord for Mother's Day today. Yes. Give them one more hand, then you can be seated.
I wouldn't be here for this woman. And a lot of you wouldn't be here spiritually except for this woman. So let's give it up for Sister Belize, Mother's Day. A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazan Tamar. This was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified. I want you to remember that. He was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem for the, to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, 
O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in the land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. Remember um, at Easter we called out Hosanna, means save us now. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Our children are our inheritance. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? I want you to listen to this. We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack, attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. And all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children. The Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. Asaph was a worshiper. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jewel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early in the morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in the prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. Can you say that with me? Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. 
what did they do? They took, he took his hands off of it, and he said, God, I don't know what to do, but I'm looking to you for help. And when he stopped and he realized what he needed to do, God moved in that situation. Do you want to jump in here? Okay. and it came to pass after this what it did mean after this what well um, it's talking about the fact that the um, that Jehoshaphat had disobeyed God hold this just a minute right here had disobeyed God by um, making an alliance with the wicked king of Israel Ahab he had shown a lack of trust in God by doing that but he had repented and turned back to God and it was after this after he had repented and returned back to God, that the enemy came against him. And so I just wanted to remind you that many times we make wrong choices, even as good mothers and good parents. We make wrong choices. But the secret is to return to God, get back to God. And But after returning, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery darts that come to try you. Don't think it's strange after you make a decision to come back to God for the enemy to rise up against you because he hates reconciliation and forgiveness. He hates reconciliation and repentance. And it's good to repent to your children sometimes. We, we repent to God, but it's okay to repent to your children. When we flesh out, when we do something wrong, it doesn't destroy your ability or your authority to say to your child, mommy or daddy, disobeyed God. We, we should not have acted that way. It's, good, it's a good sign to them to know how to repent and reconcile this way. You know, with that point, talking about how King Jehoshaphat had messed up, you know, sometimes our initial reaction to things is fear. When we're facing something hard, and we do, right, we live in this world, you're going to face hard stuff, all of us have, all of us will, all of us may be in the middle of it. We, you know, we, we face fear. Fear will jump up in us. That spirit of fear will try to take over. And sometimes we're overwhelmed, and we feel like, Jehoshaphat, we feel like we have literal armies coming against us. Everybody ever felt that? Anybody ever felt that way? You felt like you might have three countries worth of armies coming after you. Anybody been there? It's like one thing after another, after another, like my husband said this morning. And sometimes that's what we do. We just react. And like my mom said, sometimes we make decisions that we react out of. You know, we make wrong decisions. We try to, because of our emotions, we try to act on with our emotions. We can't do that. We have to consult the wisdom of God. But after the fear, King Jehoshaphat got himself straight and he ordered everybody to fast and start praying. Because he knew, okay, I'm afraid, but I know who to turn to. I don't know what to do, but I know who I need to go to and I need to know who to turn to. And so moms, I want to encourage you today, when you're facing hard times, I want to share a little story with you. Um, one of our children, I'm not going to name kids this time, one of our kids was in a really not healthy relationship. Um, and um, we were not happy about this relationship and it was causing all kinds of havoc in the family. And um, we were just so concerned. And at that time, I was just really acting out of a lot of emotion. Because I was just so terrified, like Jehoshaphat, that I thought, oh my gosh, what if they get married? What if this happens? What if that happens? I can't imagine that being my daughter-in-law. I did, y'all. I'm just saying. Lord, if they have kids, what in the world? I did. All those thoughts went through my head. Any, any older mother been there before? Yes. All right. I'm human, y'all. And I was just stressing about it, and I was just so anxious about this situation. 
And I remember one day, it was like Holy Spirit just said, would you just calm down already? I got this. I got this. And it was like right after that happened, not long after I just stepped back and I looked at him and I said, okay, I'm done trying to fix this. The relationship broke. And it had broken before, but this time it broke. Like it was severed. And I knew that because that my nagging, right, my nagging, my constant, you shouldn't be doing this, my constant, my thinking, my advice was nagging. All of a sudden, it freed God up to work on my child because my child couldn't hear God from my mouth. Won't we say it again? My child couldn't hear me from my mouth, couldn't hear God from my mouth, could not hear God from my mouth. Any mom ever, you don't have to raise your hand. I think every one of you in here could, could, could agree with that. So we have to be careful that in our wisdom as older, because you know we all said we've been there, we can stop you from making all these mistakes, and we see them going in ways that we know are dangerous. We see them going in ways that we know are not good or not God's best. And sometimes instead of just letting God show them, what do we do? Yak, 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 yak. Been there done that more than once and we have to stop and we have to move our hands so that God can work these enemies that um, Pastor Kim just referred to that came against them um, this was an enemy that came against her son in the form of relationship and we mothers get real bristly when, when things affect our children right uh, And um, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about these enemies that came against uh, them um, uh, choices have consequences so even after we repent and turn to God sometimes we have to reap these consequences Jehoshaphat this, these enemies coming against Jehoshaphat was part of his reaping because he had been a good king and, and now he had lost faith with the people because he had aligned himself with the wicked king and so these people that once trusted him allowed these enemies to come right through their territory and before he knew it they were right on him surrounding him but this was a, they were, he was fighting an enemy that should never have existed in the first place. Do you know that Ammon and Moab were descendants of the incestuous relationship between Lot and his daughters? Should never have been. Um, and when it said, and beyond the sea, when it says they came from beyond the sea, most theologians say that that was beyond the Dead Sea in the area of Sodom and Gomorrah. So you can see where these generational curses were coming from. Against, uh, against him. Well, due to our culture today, parents are fighting enemies that should never have existed. And we should never have had to fight some of the things that we're having to face today in the first place. There are times that I've thought, I wish our grandchildren and great-grandchildren could have grown up in a, in a more peaceful time. Um, but then I remember they were born for such a time as this. And your children were born for such a time as this. Your grandchildren were born for such a time as this. Because his grace is sufficient for every day. You can raise up warriors and overcomers in this day. You don't have to fear mothers and fathers. You don't have to fear. God loves using children. I love seeing the children up here using their musical instruments for God today. Can we just give them one more hand? God loves using children. When he wanted to create a nation, he sent the baby Isaac. When he wanted
wanted to deliver his children from Egyptian bondage, he saved the baby Moses. When he wanted to prove his power to the powerful Babylonian, um, Babylonians, he used a, a teenager named Daniel. And when he wanted to save the world from sin, he sent his son Jesus in the form of a baby. God loves using children, and God wants to use your children. That's why it's so important that you as mothers and fathers and we as teachers and preachers do not let the world squeeze us into its mold. It's so important that we stand against the culture today, but not just with our mouth, but with biblical values. Amen. You know, when Jehoshaphat turned to God, God gave him the wisdom, the knowledge, the discernment, everything that he needed to do what he needed to do. And I'm so thankful today that as moms, we have the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we have unlimited wisdom that we can tap into. Amen? So when God answered and gave the answers to King Jehoshaphat that he prayed in verse 15 through 17, this is what he told him to do. He said, march out against them. You will not even have to fight. Take your positions and stand still and watch God give you the victory. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Go face them. God is with you. Now, how does this apply to us as moms? You know, most of us are really good at showing up, right? God said to show up. He said, you won't have to fight to show up. And a lot of us, we love that part. We show up to everything. And that's good. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. We're good at showing up. We're good at doing what our kids need to do, taking them where they need to go, being with them for what they need, helping them get materials when they're younger that they need to make projects with, sometimes helping them with those projects. Um, we are good. We are good at showing up, doing, helping, covering. It's our nature. God created us to be moms that way. But there are times when we want to show up and fight the battle. He told them to show up. They wouldn't have to fight the battle. He said, you show up and stand still and watch me fight the battle. But we want to be there and we want to fight it. Some, some battles God is wanting to teach our kids to trust him and his faithfulness. They already trust us, but we like it that they kind of like depend on us. But as they get older, they need to develop that relationship with the Lord so they know how to depend on him. Because guess what? They're not always going to be with you. They're not always going to be in the house with you, sometimes not even in the town with you anymore. And they're going to need to know, yes, they're always going to call mom. My kids do. But they need to know how to stand on the word of God for themselves. And if we don't let them fight or let God fight the battles for them, let them learn, how are they going to have that spiritual structure, that spiritual foundation to fight when they have to be there for themselves, when they need to learn how to trust God, how are they going to be able to do that? You know, they can't rely on our relationship with the Lord. They have to rely on the relationship that God works in them. They need to develop that. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't look like the way we want it to look when it's developing. That process is hard. Sometimes we have to watch our kids go through painful times. And we can't do a thing about it. And sometimes we don't need to try to do a thing about it. Right? We need to let, we can't always make things easy for our kids. That does them no good. Listen to this quote. Don't handicap your children by making their lives easily. Amen. Robert A. Hyman. Don't handicap your children by making their lives easy. 
So then, after that, after Jehoshaphat went, then they worshipped. And there was a lot of worship going on in this passage. In fact, the value of praise is a key lesson in this chapter. They praised God during, after, during, uh, before the victory, during the victory, and after the victory. Um, but before I talk about the kind of praise that they gave to God in this passage, let me just say a word about the fact that we need to praise one another. We need to praise our children. The Bible teaches us to edify or build up one another with our words. This is so important. I've known adults who've said, I was never told that I did anything right. I was made to feel ugly. I was made to feel lazy. I was made to feel unnecessary. I mean, if you've got your phone on all the time, instead of looking your child in the eye, you're making them feel unnecessary. Selah. Yes, go ahead. He deserves praise. That's a good word right there. You can pay me later. So many times, many times people uh, are adults feeling the need for reinforcement. Uh, but what I mean by this, uh, our children need to be praised. I found my place. Our children need to be praised, but they need to be praised with purpose. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You should reinforce good behavior in them. And just instead of saying, what an awesome, beautiful child you are all the time, uh, and, and make them feel like they can't do everything wrong and they, everything is right, we can raise a bunch of spoiled uh, children. And... Uh, <laughs> And so, um, and so rather than just praising them and saying how great they are and how beautiful they are and things like that, and that's important to say that sometimes. But most of the time, we need to praise with purpose. For example, that was sweet of you to share your apple, um, your apple on your game today. Uh, to show you how, how controlled we are by our telephone. I was, I was uh, talk, testing this into my phone. And it changed my words. It, instead of saying, to share your apple or your game today, it changed it. It said, to, to, to share your app on your game today. <laughs> I said, no, thank you. Stop thinking for me. I know what I want to say here. <laughs> so if all we do is say they're, they're handsome and smart and all that thing. And another example is to say to them, um, you are beautiful because you shared because you shared kindness to that person with special needs. If there's anything we need to teach our children is how to be kind to somebody that doesn't look like us, act like us, or talk like us. So what that does, it disconnects their beauty with, what, with who they are and not just their outward appearance. So freely praise your children, but praise them with purpose. And one of the greatest things you can do for your children and the atmosphere of your home is to live a lifestyle of praise before them. And so I'll come back to that after Pastor Kim continues her, her, her example to us. So after they worshiped, as Mom said, they worshiped before, during, and after, they, God, we need to give God the issue and then worship him. If we have something going on in our lives with our kids, our family, we need to acknowledge that like Jehoshaphat did. God, we don't know what to do. We're looking to you. And then after we give it to him, we need to worship him. And we need to thank him for what he's already done, even if you don't see it yet. Amen. Giving him praise and honoring him and thanking him 
for what we don't see. Because guess what? We believe he will do it. Amen? And so we have to honor him and believe that he will do that. So not only did they worship, but he said they worshiped, but they shouted with a loud voice. And I just feel like they did that to let the enemy know that they weren't afraid of him anymore. And sometimes we have to open our mouths. You know, I'm one of those who I, I love to meditate. I love to think quietly. But sometimes I have to make myself open my mouth to say, to speak the word of God loudly. To say it. Now, I know I don't have a problem talking any other way. I, I see my sister looking at me. I'm trying not to look at her when I said that. I said, I feel her glaring into me when I said that. But, you know, we have to remind ourselves that when we speak, my husband always says that the two-edged sword of the Spirit is, it's written down and we read it. But when we speak it, God said it first, but when we speak it, that makes it the two-edged sword. And so we need to open our mouths and declare what God said. When he prayed that prayer, did you hear all the wonderful things he acknowledged who God was, what God had done? how they trusted God. He acknowledged everything wonderful about God. And then they shouted with a loud voice. And so we have to make sure that we're letting the enemy know we're not afraid of you. We know who's got us. We know who's got this. We know who has our children. Because guess what, mamas? And you've heard this before, but I'm going to remind you again. God loves your children more than you do. He loves your kids more than you do. And he wants the best for them just like you do. But sometimes... What we have in mind is the best, and what he has in mind is not the same thing. Because his mind of best is that their spirit man is strong in him, is that they trust in him, and that they are Christians, right? Yeah, sometimes, you know, we get in a mind for our kids, well, they need to go to college, and yes, they do. And they need to get a great job, and yes, they do. And we want them to make a lot of money. Yes, we do. But sometimes we get so caught up in what this culture says is best for our children that we forget that the most important thing for our children is that they serve God and they love him. Amen. So one of the greatest things you can do for your children and the atmosphere of your home is to live a lifestyle of praise to God before them. We talked about the need, the need to praise one another, but... But in this passage, uh, Jehoshaphat and this group showed us how to praise God. Now, the, um, uh, if you do that, here's what happens when you live a lifestyle before God. This kind of lifestyle will show your children the importance of Bible reading and prayer, of church attendance. This kind of lifestyle will control our speech. It will determine the kind of music we play, the TV shows that we watch, the movies that we allow in our house. It will, it, will, it will show us how to talk to each other and about one another. That's what this kind of lifestyle will do. This kind of lifestyle does not come from a list of do's and don'ts or modified behavior. It is a result. A result of what? This lifestyle is a result of what? Of being a true worshiper. Of learning how to praise like they did in this lesson today. I start to say of learning how to praise in this story today. But we have a generation of young people today who do not believe that the Bible is the true word of God. They grew up in children's church saying, this is the story of Daniel, this is the story of what? And story now means a totally different thing. It is more than a story. It's a true happening, a true event. It really happened in the word of God. And this lesson that we're teaching from today is, is very true. You and I can learn many, many lessons from it. And so... Um, here's, here's the thing. We become like what we worship 
So it is a result of becoming a true worshiper, one who isn't ashamed to be a wholehearted, lavish worshiper of the only one deserving the name awesome. Now, we, we say it's, it's awesome, ice cream is awesome, everything is awesome. Nothing is awesome except our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the only one who deserves that title. Well, in English, we've, you've heard it taught before, and I've taught it before. Pastor Tim has taught it before. We use one word for praise, but at least there are at least seven Hebrew words, and more than seven Hebrew words that mean praise, but at least seven in this chapter. And game changer, each Hebrew word is tied to a physical action. Each Hebrew word for praise is tied to a physical action. So in this lesson before us, all seven words of praise or all seven physical actions were used. We could say complete praise equals complete victory, right? So let me show you where they are in the Word of God. So beginning with verse um, 18, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of Judea with them. This word, the word there for praise is Barak. And it means to bow our, our, to bow before the Lord. Some of you have heard this so many times you could teach it yourself. But we've got people here today who've never heard it, who don't know it, and who need to learn if this got a victory for Jehoshaphat in a nation, it can certainly get a victory for me in my house. Amen? Yes. And so Barak most, most frequently used is translated as blessed, but it involves a physical act of kneeling like you would before a king with your head bowed to express gratitude, submission, and reverence. So that's the first word. And then, and then as it continues in verse 19, and it says, And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel. That word for praise there is halal. That, that word to me means to be clamorously foolish. It's the, it's the essence of and the essence of allowed praise means to be enthusiastic, to have joy, to be jumping, to be spinning in celebration of the Lord. It, as I said, it means to be clamorously foolish. That doesn't mean you act like a fool. Uh, Pastor Tim explained it a few Sundays ago. Um, you know, years ago, you didn't have a phone to flip out to show all your grandchildren. So if anybody asked you about your grands, you just picked up this flip uh of your grandchildren because you wanted to be tell all about them. That's part of being clamorously foolish. And if we can be clamorously foolish about our grandchildren, how much more should we be clamorously foolish about the great God of all the earth? And so, and so they used Barak praise by bowing. They used a loud praise by being loud and enthusiastic. And then it said, with a loud voice on high. Pastor Kim talked about that just a minute ago. They praised him with a loud voice. That's Shabbat praise. It means to shout with the voice of victory. It's enthusiastic, powerful, verbal witness, specially designed to tell others, and your children need to know this, what he has done for you. In Psalm 145, verse 4 says, One generation shall Shabbat your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. So in our homes, we should be shabbocking our praise to our children. They should know, hear with a loud voice. They hear us get loud sometimes in ways we shouldn't get loud, probably. They need to hear us get loud talking about the goodness and the greatness of Almighty God. And so that's, that's four of the words right there. And then in verse 21, it says, And when he had consulted with the people, 
That doesn't mean that they suddenly had a democracy there. During this time, they had a theocracy. But any good leader will consult with the people and know what, it, what, what page they're on. Because you can't reform unless they're willing to be reformed. You can't lead unless they're willing to be led. And so Jehoshaphat consulted with the people, and he appointed singers unto the king that they should praise. And that word praise, the beauty of holiness, is yada. Now, I love that word yada, and I want to just... Uh, talk to you for just a minute, maybe um, uh, help you see something that you had not seen before. That word yada means to, um, am I missing a page? No, here we go. Um, when you yada the Lord in worship, you specifically make a confession about God with your mouth and you raise your hands in thanksgiving. Raising your hand while praising goes hand in hand. This is why in a worship service, this should be the posture of every worshiper. You might say, well, I get tired of holding my hands up so high. Well, if it, if it meant a, a raising your paycheck, you'd do it 24-7. And so if it, meant, if it meant impressing somebody, you would do it. Well, we need to show the God Almighty, the King of the universe. When we are singing these songs, we're not just singing, making music. We're making confessions. And so if I'm making a confession of thanksgiving to God, it's not yada praise until I raise my hand while I'm making that confession. So can we just raise our hands right now and say, God, you're so good. Your mercy endures forever and ever. We, he needs to see our raised hands in worship. And that's what they did to ensure this complete victory. And then in the same passage, it said they yadahed in the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord. And that time, praise is todah. Now, it's very similar uh, in its roots to yadah, so far as the lifting of the hands in thanksgiving. But todah carries a different level of complexity called sacrifice. Nearly every time the Bible speaks about the sacrifice of praise, it talks about todah. In other words, it's one thing to lift my hands when I'm excited and say, thank you, Jesus, your mercy endures forever. It's another when I've lost my husband and I lift my hands and say, thank you, Jesus, your mercy endures forever. It's one thing to lift our hands and say it when we don't have a paycheck coming in that week. There's a sacrifice involved. It's another thing to lift our hands and say it when we're fighting discouragement and oppression, but yet we still lift our hands and praise the Lord. That's the sacrifice of praise. God is well pleased with it, and God honors it. And so that's what they did. And I can imagine not any of them felt like doing this, facing four enemy armies. I don't think they really felt like doing it, but they did it in obedience. They offered the sacrifice of praise to God. So that's Yada and Toda. And then I love this uh, 22nd verse, and it says, And when, say when, when, when they began to sing and to praise, they were singing, what were they singing? Great is the Lord, your mercy endures forever. They were singing the written song. But then it said they were singing and praising. And the word praise there is Tehillah praise. I love that. What is that? Just like this morning when we stopped singing the words on the wall and we started lifting our own voice, Pastor Tim says, sing your own praise to God. That's Tehillah praise. We were making up our own sound before the Lord. We were letting him hear it. This is the intimate, spontaneous, spirit-born praise that you give right from your heart to his in the midst of worship. Sometimes it's called a spiritual song or a new song. It could be different every time you sing it because every time we praise him, we have a different reason for praising him. 
or it just could be that God's given us a song that we sing over and over. So I, there was one more prank. There was one more, number seven, and that's all the way over in verse 28. And it says, And when they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord, and, the, and, and to, this word here used for praise with the instruments is Zamar praise. I remember uh, years ago at a women's ministries uh, convention at Lake City, I was teaching on these words, and I said, let's do Zamar praise. That's praise the Lord on every instrument available. We only have one piano there. So when people took out their compacts and started beating it with their keys, somebody just someday started shaking their keys, somebody started doing different things that they found in their purse. We were praising the Lord on every instrument available. We were doing, we were acting out Shamar. We were having a processional and glorifying God. And at the end of that time that day, there was a lady in line who had one, one, one leg was a couple of inches shorter than the other. By the time we got to the end of that procession with Zamar praise, her leg was lengthened out, and it was the right length. Uh, yes. Another lady, another lady was facing a mortgage payment. Uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Foreclosure, because she couldn't make her mortgage payment. She kept, as she was walking around with her hands raised, she kept feeling something like a hand on her side. When she got back to the room and opened up her pocket, she had enough money to pay her mortgage debt off. I'll tell you, praise works. Praise destroys the enemy. Praise destroys the enemy. And here in this passage, they did complete worship. They did the, and, and complete worship equaled a complete victory. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want a half victory in my household. If we're fighting for our children, I want more than a halfway victory. I want a complete victory. So the, the thing is today, if you want your children to be raised up and called blessed and used mightily of God, then you become a worshiper because you become like what you worship. And, and, don't, and be willing to put every one of these things into action. Don't feel foolish about it. You do foolish things for anybody and everybody. You do foolish things for your grandchildren. You do foolish things all the all the time. Don't be embarrassed to say, God, you are worthy of it all. I'm, I'm looking forward to victory in you, and so I'm going to be the worshiper you call me to be. That's how Jehoshaphat did it. That's how you can do it for your I saw a quote that said, do your children see you worship and praise like they see you at the baseball game or the basketball game? So we hope today that you have gotten some good uh, word that can help you through whatever you're going through. I encourage you to go back and read 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Go back and read those the chapters before that so you can see the decisions that Jehoshaphat made. But, you know, when he did what God told him to do, because he didn't know what to do, when he did what God told him to do, God confused the enemy and they killed each other. And God can do that for you, too. When you take your hands off of things that your kids are going through, God will, de God will defeat the enemy for you. And so when you don't know what to do, God does. Say that with me. When I don't know what to do, God does. And I just encourage you, like Mom said, to go through these scriptures, worship like Jehoshaphat worship. Do what he did. He got on his face. He fasted. He worshiped God. He prayed. And then he let God fight it for him. So we're going to ask you to stand. We love y'all, and we're so excited for y'all today. Mother's Day, make sure that you take pictures today in front of the, um, the North Sea Harvest Ministries backdrop and the balloons. Um, we want to pray for you before you go today. 
Because we know there are a lot of needs in this place today. We know that. We're aware that there are so many needs. There are probably needs that we don't even know about. And um, we, we know that God is working on your behalf. We know that he is fighting those battles for you. And um, we just believe that after today, you're going to have a new perspective of that. And a new perspective of these battles that you're going through. And to know that God is on your side and he's working on those things. Amen. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your faithfulness. God, we thank you for every mother in this room. And God, we thank you that you are here for us and you are always here for us. You never forsake us. You never leave us. And so, God, I pray for every mother in this room. All of us have made mistakes. All of us have made bad calls. But, God, today we just, as a group, we just rededicate ourselves to you as mothers. We return to you. We, we ask you for your help. We want to stop trying to fix everything. We want to stop trying to do everything, trying to fight every battle for our kids. God, we just, today, we turn to you and we say, God, we trust you from now on. We trust you from now on. God, we, we repent for the mistakes that we've made and we turn our face towards you today, God. I pray that we would become worshiping mothers. We would become confessing mothers of the word. That we would become mothers that stand on your word and are still and watch you fight the battles for us. God, I pray that we would be mothers that would be there for our kids, but that we would also let our kids learn to trust you because you are the one that can save them. We can't. And God, I just pray for every mother in here today. God, I pray that if she has lost children, God, I pray that you would just give her the strength to stand on your word and to know that your word says that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the prodigals that are coming home. We thank you that every woman in here that has a prodigal, God, we believe that they are coming home. God, we believe that every word that has been placed in those children, God, will come to fruition. Your word says that it would not return void. And so, God, we thank you that your word is at work. And that when we don't know what to do, God, you do. And so, God, I pray that we would look to you when we don't know what to do and we would just be still and we would worship you and we would trust you, God, and we would watch you give us the victory. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 You need anything else? Mom mentioned that one word, Barach, to bow. It can also mean to assume the position for blessing. One way you can assume the position for blessing is if somebody's going to pour something out to you, you prepare your hands to receive it. So let me bless you today with the priestly blessing. So if you would, Barach, put yourself in position to receive. It's an act of worship. Simultaneously, it's an act of receiving from the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you.